Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. Don't forget real quick, though, to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And remember, today's episode is presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. Uh, like I said, a lot of great headlines. Cannot wait to get into this. A lot of great sound to go with it. It's supposed to be 99 degrees today in the Denver metro area. And not looking forward to that. I don't like the heat. And when you get that notification from the National Weather Service when they're like, it, there's a heat advisory, basically what they're saying is it's too fucking hot to go outside. Unless you're going from your car to another building that has air conditioning, like a restaurant or something like that. That's fine. Otherwise, what kind of sick bastard is is outside if they have the option to be inside. Another great example of why we need to respect construction workers because you guys out there sweating your nut sacks off or your vaginas. I don't know. It depends if you're a lady. Okay. A anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, sweating your boobs off. There you go. How about that? Oh, although some guys have boobs and that's fine too, I guess. We'll get into that here in a little bit <laughs> as we get into headlines. But anyway, moving along, it, you got to sit there and respect construction workers on a day like today where it's tickling the 100 mark and they got to be outside. I, I don't know how you guys do it. How the fuck do you do that? Insane. And Unless you're in a vehicle that has air conditioning, then everybody working on the ground is just like, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> I hate him. Can somebody dismantle his uh, AC unit, please? Just unplug it. Something like that. I don't care. Motherfucker needs to know what we're going through. Man, that's that's hard shit. Never had to do that. The, the closest I got to anything like that as far as dealing with extreme heat while working is when I worked at Quiznos and obviously they have those ovens and we were working, my brother and I actually were working at a Quiznos in Lafayette, wait, Louisville, excuse me, off of McCaslin Road. And the air conditioning broke because somebody froze it. They put it too low and froze the line, which trying to explain that to people, like it, it was one of the young employees that are like, well, it's so hot out. How could it freeze? Because it's like super freaking cold. It's beyond cold. Anyway, so they froze the line, and it, and, and then I think it, it actually damaged something. So we had no air conditioning for I don't know how long, a couple hours. So we had to open up the doors to try to get some sort of airflow in there. And we're, we're super busy, of course. And we're all dripping sweat. It was the most disgusting thing. So we're constantly, you, you put your ingredients down on the sandwich, and then we all had the same repetition going on. Put it down, swipe with your, like your bicep to wipe away sweat. And we were constantly doing that. It was disgusting. And like, to the point where, like, our fingers, because you had to wear gloves, your fingers were uh, 
what is that? Pruny. By, you know, er, like you got to walk away for a moment and take off your gloves, switch them out. And just, it's just like, it's like you dunked your hands into the water, but it was just sweat. It was so disgusting. We also had this really large guy. I, when I say large, I mean fat. And I'm not trying to be a dick about it. That's just what it is. Like he was extremely obese. Good dude. And he was having the toughest time because he sweat anyway. It could be full on air conditioning in there and he was dripping sweat. So that dude, we had to like kind of pull him off to, I think we put him on register or something like that just because he was dripping like a motherfucker. It was so gross. <laughs> so gross. Ah, I do not miss that. That's the, that's the worst I've ever had to deal with heat in a work environment. And to be honest, it wasn't that bad. It was it was annoying. Wasn't the end of the world. We were exhausted by the end of that lunch rush. And, you know, we all kind of like look at each other for a moment before we start trying to recover as far as, you know, you doing your post lunch, you know, cleanup type stuff and, and prepping for the dinner rush. And, you know, we're all kind of like looking at each other like, what the fuck was that? That was awful. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Move on. Don't have time to dwell on this shit. My daughter's homesick, and it, that's the joy of kids going back to school is all the, the germs and everything is getting spread around. So we're dealing with that crap. As Mark Schlereth used to say, the Petri dish is in full swing. Because when I, you know, with COVID, I would always be getting sick and stuff. And um, anyway, so she's homesick. But uh, I had to go buy her some chicken noodle soup because that's her jam. She loves a good chicken noodle soup. But you know what I love to do? Get into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> you can file this under the category of no shit. <laughs> this is the headline. And I don't think you really need any more details other than the headline in this situation. Buyers of Bored Ape NFTs sue after digital apes turn out to be a bad investment. <gasps> what? Who saw this coming? Everyone. Everyone except for the people that bought the NFTs. And I know several people that I used to work with that are like, NFTs are awesome. They're a great investment. Like, really? They have no value. <laughs> it's so dumb. Listen, if you bought an NFT, you're probably kicking yourself. Because what do you do with it now? What do you do with it? You just hang it up on the wall and be like, kids, see this picture? Yeah, Dad, what is it? That's, that's a picture that I paid a stupid amount of money for that has zero value. Wow, Dad, you're a moron. <laughs> that's right, Timmy. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people did it. Because you were kind of blinded with this surge of, of, of this new idea, this new opportunity, without knowing too much of what was going into it. Because the only, probably the the main reason why I kind of was hesitant towards it and, and could kind of see the 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 negative side of it is because of the industry 
I'm in. Being in the media, we're constantly doing one, doing research on on stories, two, constantly digging for images for articles and or things to help enhance a story. So I understood the idea of what they're selling made no sense. So I, I guess that kind of helped me from falling into the trap of NFTs. Because maybe if I didn't have that background, that maybe I would have fallen into it too. Probably not. Let's be honest. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, listen, if, if you fell for the NFT scam, I can't hold you uh, hold that against you. It's one of those things where it just came out so blazing fast, and the media didn't help any by promoting it because there was a lot of people in the media that were fully into it. They're like, "Yeah, NFTs are great," but those those people were morons. There and they were just spreading the 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 lie of it. So hopefully, you didn't get scammed on NFT. But I always say the same thing. NFTs are, are, are fucking stupid. Unless you want to buy an NFT from me, then I'll be more than happy to sell it to you. Here's a receipt. There you go. Now give me my money. <laughs> money, 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 money. My son can do a pretty good SpongeBob. And sometimes I can do a good Mr. Krabs. And sometimes I can do a good Squidward. But I have to like really be listening to it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, I just went down that road. <laughs> I just veered off. I'm like, hey, there's something shiny. Uh, Squidward, SpongeBob. I can't do it. I can't do it that well right now. I have to like if I turned it on right now and I'd be like, watching SpongeBob SquarePants, which oddly enough, as a parent, I can sit there and go, let's watch SpongeBob Jackson. <laughs> Dad, what should we watch? Be like, ooh, 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 SpongeBob. It's good. It's good. It's mindless humor, okay? It's not super hilarious. It's just silly stupid, okay? <laughs> you don't get anything out of it. You don't learn anything. You just sit there and go, ha, so dumb. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Andy Elliott is a professional sales trainer and car salesman. And he has a unique request for his employees. I'm going to tell you this, my entire company, my entire team, if you don't have a six-pack, you don't work for us. No, I know. I know. It's called, everybody say standard. How about we raise them? How about we raise them? How about we raise them? How about you guys quit getting civilized and you guys quit settling you know there's some people in this room that said ah i would sue my 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 uh, company if they uh, told me i had to have a six-pack we know you would that conversation was for the one percenters that wasn't for you okay come on i get what he's trying to do i mean he's 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 trying to associate if you have a good exercise work ethic that that's going to translate into having a good job work ethic. I can I can understand that. I get that. But that doesn't mean that you have to have a six-pack. Listen, there's been a lot of fantastic employees or managers that I've worked with. 
that don't have a six pack. They have dad bods or mom bods, I guess you could say. Can you say mom bobs? Bobs? Can you say mom bods and get away with it? Because you can say that about guys, right? Kind of fucked up. Let's start making this trendy. Can you say mom bods and see what happens? See how many people get mad at you. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) But anyway, there's been a lot of people that I've worked with that aren't super fit. Maybe not even fit at all. But guess what? They work their fucking asses off. A lot of them. Six packs. It's a little ridiculous. I see his point. It's just fucking dumb. What would you do if you're, unless you have a six pack, if you have a six pack, fuck off. (laughs) Anyway, if, (laughs) if you, if your boss said, listen, the only way you stay working here is if you get on track to get a six pack, you're like, fuck off. That being said, if they're going to, if they're going to help you by paying for your workout facility, wherever you go to work out, help you get on track with that. I guess I would just use it, but that it still doesn't mean that that, that means that you're going to be a great employee just because you have a six pack. There's a lot of people that I've worked with that have six packs. There's a lot, right? That are biggest fucking douchebags and they suck at their jobs. It means nothing. So good luck with that. Good luck getting the right person for the job if you're focused so heavily on whether or not they have abs. They may be locked in on exercise and staying fit, but that doesn't always translate into being a benefit to your company. You're going to miss out on some great people, people that could elevate your company to new heights, heights that you may not even realize are available to you. Because you're so fucking blinded by your narcissistic uh, train of thought. So fucking stupid. What an idiot. This guy is already failing at his company. Whether he's financially successful or not right now is irrelevant. Eventually, with this mindset that he has, where he only is trying to hire people that have a six-pack, eventually what's going to happen is he's going to implode the company. If it's not already in the process now, it's ridiculous. You can't focus on something like that. That's irrelevant. Oh, you you have a, a you know a PhD. You went to Harvard. You did this, this, this. All right, let me see your tummy. <laughs> let me see that tummy. Oh, ooh, no, sorry, you're just not fit for this job. Literally, what a fucking douchebag. I see so many people are like, he's right, man. Totally right. You don't have a six-pack, man. You, you, I guess you just don't understand. You just don't have it. You don't have it. Come on, man. But I guess I guess that's kind of like, you know, there, there's so many people that I know that are overboard when it comes to fitness, and they just look down on others. Good example, and I love him to death, Mark Schlereth, my former co-worker. Good dude. But when it comes to fitness, he has a hard time with people that aren't as fit as him because he can get buff really freaking quick. 
Now, that being said, as a former offensive lineman and as somebody that is dealing with numerous injuries all the time from his years of playing football, there's times where he kind of relapses back into, you know, getting kind of heavy and stuff. But when he's able and feeling well enough to start working out extremely hard, dude gets buffed freaking quick. Like Patrick Swayze Roadhouse buff. And there is a picture of him when he was like 17 years old and he looked like super cut. Like he could have been in Roadhouse. But anyway, there's times where I've noticed that he kind of looks down. At least that's the impression, an outsider's perspective. Uh, where he kind of looks down on people that aren't as dedicated to fitness. And it's not just him. It's a lot of former athletes that that's just ingrained in their brain. But what's funny is I've never seen him associate, and this is me as somebody that would talk to him off the record about a lot of stuff. I've never heard him once associate fitness to being a good employee or a great worker never because they don't mix they don't so as much as i see him kind of like let's be honest a lot of that negativity was drawn towards me (laughs) when it comes to fitness yes he might look down on you be like dude you need you are a weak little kitten aren't you you're like yes (laughs) i am Uh, but but he would never just associate, well, you're weak physically. You must be a weak employee. No. There's a lot of great fucking employees that don't have six packs. This guy's a fucking idiot that did this. If I was running a company, I would only hire people with mom and dad bods. Screw abs. You got abs? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck out. This guy kind of reminds me of that hitchhiker from something about Mary. You heard of this thing, the eight-minute abs? Yeah, sure, eight-minute abs. Yeah, the uh, exercise video. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, this is going to blow that right out of the water. Listen to this. Seven-minute abs. Abs. Right. Yes. I Okay. All right. <laughs> I see where you're going. Think about it. You walk into a video store. You see eight-minute abs sitting there. There's right. seven-minute abs right beside it. Which one right. are you going to pick, man? I'm, I would go for the seven. Yeah, I'd go for Bingo, the man. Seven. Bingo. Seven-minute abs. And we guarantee just a good a workout is the eight-minute, folk. Guarantee it? That's, <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that? If you're not happy with the first seven minutes, we're going to send you the extra minute free. See, that's it. That's our motto. That's where we're coming from. That's from <laughs> A to B. That's right. That's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Unless, of course, somebody comes up with uh, six-minute abs, then you're in trouble, huh? <laughs> no! No, no, not six. I said seven. <laughs> Nobody's coming up with six. Who works out in six minutes? You won't even get your heart going, not even a mouse right. on a wheel. Point. Seven's <laughs> the key number here. Think about it. Right. Seven, seven elevens? Yeah. Seven dwarfs? Seven, man, that's the number. Seven chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. You know that old children's tale from the sea? It's like you're dreaming about gorgonzola cheese when it's clearly free time, baby. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was so long, but so worth it.
Harlan Williams is hilarious. Underappreciated comedic actor. I met him once. Super cool dude. Super cool. And his humor, that's the way he is all the time. <laughs> as far as my experience with it, with him, I should say. So, uh, yeah. Avoid though. I, I would say, I, why even bother with that company? If I knew that that sales force, if that manager was going to try to work with me, I wouldn't work with them. I wouldn't. I would just be like, nah, we're good. We're good. Uh, a United Airlines pilot got fed up with a parking gate that wouldn't open at Denver International Airport, so he went and got an axe. Where he got it from, I don't know. Maybe his car. Maybe he just saw one laying on the side of the road. Anyway, he then began chopping at the gate, ends up breaking it, then security rushes in, wrestles the axe from the pilot. At the end of the video, he's like, what? What? Huh? Go to my Facebook page. I put a, I put the video up there. Also on my TikTok, DeHuff podcast. And the dude's just like going ape shit on it. Then he breaks it, caused $700 of damage. And then, then they wrestle it away from him. At the very end, he like holds up his arms like, what? What? I was just doing a thing. He was eventually arrested. But here's my, my thing with this. Would you want that guy piloting your plane? No. No. Because obviously, if he's that overstressed about whatever's going on in his life, that he takes an axe to a parking gate? No, that's I don't I don't trust that guy. And I and I feel bad for saying that, but geez, dude, go in a different, you know, part of the industry. Become a trainer. Because right now you just damaged your career by doing that. Right? Who wants that guy flying your plane? I don't. I don't want it. And I hate to say somebody should you know, lose their gig, but I'd be fucking pissed off if all of a sudden that guy's our pilot, then he runs into any sort of weather delay or any sort of issues. Who knows what he's going to do? Just like, fuck it. And who knows what he does? I hate to jump to those conclusions, but you got to kind of look ahead and say, is this guy mentally stable enough to be a pilot? I would say no. And you got video evidence of that. The parking gate wouldn't open. I get it. You went back because there's video like he I, I I don't know where he got the axe from. I don't think they've said if they've said I, I haven't seen it. But he goes, walks somewhere, gets the axe and walks back and then begins chopping the fuck out of the 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 parking gate. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, we got more craziness coming your way. But first, Sugar Fire in Westminster is my go-to barbecue place. It's just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, so just east of Huron on the south side of 144th. It's so nice that I have this partnership with Sugar Fire in Westminster because I've been going there for a long time, and I love it. And the fact that I'm, I'm partnered with them and then I, I have these people reaching out to me. I had Mark. Mark just went over there. He's like, I didn't know it was so close to my work. Now he goes in there. What did he get? He got the brisket cheesesteak. And he's like, oh, my God, yum. 
And I'm like, okay, I that's on my to eat list now. There's so many things on their menu that I'm just like, oh, I got to try that one. I got to try that. I could basically spend every single freaking moment of my life in there. And I'd be happy to be like, just set up a bed somewhere. <laughs> I'd be good. Wake up, eat some barbecue, and then, you know, do the show. You know, say hi to the kids and family, I guess. But then go eat some more barbecue. It's amazing. I love uh, Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's St. Louis-style barbecue. Of course, they got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, burgers. They got turkey, and they're all prepared to perfection every single day. And what's cool is they have daily specials. They're on social media every single day. So you got to go check them out at Sugar Fire Westy. And make sure to follow him because Chef Clint loves to share what is on special for the day. So like every Tuesday, they have a Bronco burger. Tried it. Loved it. Amazing. That's double cheeseburger, bacon, brisket, pickle, onion, and Texas hot sauce. It, it's seriously, I say this a lot when it comes to Sugar Fire in Westminster. It makes your eyes roll in the back of your head because the amount of flavors that Chef Clint and crew put in there. I, it makes you feel good. <laughs> it does. It does. Every Saturday, they have uh, burnt ends. That's like one of my my special things that I just, I can't, I get giggly and, and giddy like a little school child every time I have burnt ends. So delicious. Every Sunday, they have smoked fried wings with your choice of St. Louis sweet barbecue sauce, house buffalo, Thai sweet chili, or Nashville hot. And some of their most popular specialty sides are hash brown casserole. I haven't tried that. I need to try that. That's a, I love, I love hash brown casserole. I've had that before, but not there. I need to try that. Brussels sprouts in sweet chili. I told you about that. I had that the other day. Again, eye roll in the back of the head moment where I'm like, oh, this is so good. So delicious. And then they also have cucumber salad and smashed loaded potatoes. Sugar Fire in, West, in Westminster, by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. It's family friendly, perfect for date night. You want to you know, spice something up with that special someone in your life? Take them to Sugar Fire in Westminster. And they even do catering for those special family events like birthdays, weddings, holiday parties. You can even set something up for a big meeting at the office. They do it all the time. You got to go in there, check them out. Check out Sugar Fire in Westminster off of 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron, like I said, on the south side of 144th. Follow them on social media, at Sugar Fire Westy. Make sure you follow them, and you're going to see those daily specials that Chef Clint likes to send out just to get your mouth watering. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Hey, did you hear that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use promo code MILEHIGH to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 with that promo code MILEHIGH. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports and use that promo code MILEHIGH. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, Gary Busey, the longtime actor, 
He was trending for a very odd reason. And that reason is due to this bizarre answer during an interview. Let's talk about your Cable Ace Award. Let's talk about buttered sausage. Talk about buttered sausage, where it comes from, what it does. Why is it doing what it's doing? Get it out of my face. What about buttered buttered sausage? That's not your jam. It's not your thing. You don't like it? It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey, and I kiss it on the lips. (laughs) Oh, my God. Gary Busey is so, so bizarre. I don't know where the fuck he's going with that. So insane. But I do, I do think we need to save this as a, as a soundbite for the show, right? It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey and I kiss it on the lips. (laughs) Now, all joking aside. Back in the late 80s, he was in a accident that caused some brain damage. So that's where it's like, I feel kind of bad making fun of him. But then I'm also like, why would you get him on your show? What's he going to say? Because is it a dick move to laugh at that? Because it is kind of funny. But then I'm like, I don't know the extent of his brain damage. So obviously, I don't know. I... I mm. Part of me laughs really hard at that. The other part of me is like, should I be laughing at this? Am I an asshole? Then I realize, ah, it's fine. It's fine. Fine. And but now, every time I eat some honey, I'm going to think of this. It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey. And I kiss it on the lips. What's up with butter sausage, by the way? I've never heard anybody go off on buttered sausage. He's like, get that out of my face. It's like, what? I'm sorry, what? What a weird experience for the interviewer. I don't even know what show that came from. I just saw it trending. Then I stole the audio, and I'm like, okay, okay. So, so bizarre. Interesting dude. I'd like to know more about Gary Busey. But I feel like the only way we find out more and find out more of a the details of what's going on with him and why he's he is the way he is We're not going to really find out until he passes away, which is sad, but that's the society we live in. We don't celebrate people or praise them for their hardships until it's too late, and and that's sad, but that's the society we live in. He'll end up getting some sort of award after he dies, right? Can you not see that already, that that's what's going to happen? Good dude, but this happened to him, and it caused this, and that's why he was he was kind of out there and bizarre. That's what we do. But that being said, we'll always have this. It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey, and I kiss it on the lips. I should go ahead and just pull the buttered sausage thing, too, and have that as a soundbite. <laughs> it's great. Great. I, I think he would be an interesting guy to sit down and talk to. Not with a a recorder or anything like that. Just be like, where have you been? What led you to where you're at now? I think that would be just an interesting just shoot the shit with somebody. Uh, I was at PetSmart the other day. My cat's fucking diabetic. I've told you about this. It's so sad. We we adopted him like two years ago. And he, he was obese. And... They're like, by the way, he has diabetes. Like when we took him to the vet, the previous owners apparently never took him to the vet because uh, he's apparently had diabetes for a while. 
Anyway, he has to get injections twice a day, and also he has to be on glucose-conscious food, which is ridiculous. It's like 70 bucks for a small-ass bag that maybe lasts like a month, month and a half. Anyway, I'm at PetSmart. Sorry, as I complain about my issues when my cat's the one that has <laughs> diabetes. Type 2 adult onset diabetes? Anyway, I'm at checkout, and I look, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is getting out of hand. It's that time of year again where pumpkin spice is everywhere. And, you know, the pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks and everywhere else. Plus pumpkin this, pumpkin that. There was milk bones, pupkin, instead of pumpkin, pupkin spice dog biscuits. So I had to take a picture of it. That's what they're selling. It's pumpkin spice infused dog biscuits. Dogs lick their own ass. They smell other dogs' asses just to say, hey, yeah, I know you. I know you. They've been known to eat shit. Yeah, I've seen it with my own eyes. And you're putting pumpkin spice in milk bones. No, you're overthinking it. They don't care. They don't care. It did remind me, though, as I talk about dogs that, you know, eat poop and stuff like that. My wife and I were in South Park, Colorado, which is basically fair play. We're in fair play, and we're walking our dog along this dirt road, and this is my old dog, Cole, and all of a sudden, he sees like a pile of, it was either cow or horse shit that somebody had, uh, like a farmer had kind of piled up because they were going to do something with it. I don't know what the fuck they were going to do, but the, it was a big old pile of shit. Now, he wasn't on a leash. And all of a sudden, Cole sees it, and he's just like, <gasps> and he just runs, and he dives headfirst, no joke, into the pile of poo. He did. And this is the same dog that ate, like, that little bunny rabbit, and he flipped it up in the air, and, and he swallowed it. That's what he was doing with the poop. He did it at least once. I don't know if he did it more than that. But he was just like flipping it up like, oh, he was like transported into this magical land of feces. It was so bizarre. And my wife and I are like, what are you doing? And plus, we're like in the we we didn't we were staying at a, a cabin that had no running water. <laughs> so we're like, we can't hose them off. So disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting. He was so happy. I, I was just like, wow, I've never seen him happier. <laughs> it was so funny. So bizarre. Ah, oh, so gross. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, we need to jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Doug. Doug wrote, DeHuff, did you see that sumo wrestler playing at CSU? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I did. And I'm going to play something from Denver 7. Nick Rothschild did a great report on it. So let's just jump into 
this report from Denver 7. Hidatora Hanada is a long way from home. But he's used to doing things on his own. Sumo is a one-on-one. -on -one. I have confidence, so that's a sumo. Hanada is a sumo wrestler. I am well, the sumo champion. <clears throat> Pardon me. Suggesting he's got a big charge planned. He has got a big charge planned. Hanada was the heavyweight sumo champion of the world in 2022. Tokyo, it's going to be a win for Hinatora Hanada. Well, champion is uh, hmm. easy. <laughs> easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I feel easy. Yeah. Just highlights of him knocking people ready around. For a new challenge. I watched NFL since I was seven years old. So he hit up a scouting combine for the Canadian Football League. And he crushed it. I didn't know anything until I seen his highlight tape. He had put together a highlight tape with him sumo wrestling, with combine stuff and football stuff, which I thought was unique. Um, but then when I seen it, I seen like how explosive he was coming in out of his stance, how flexible he was. And I was like, I mean, he got some, he got some tools that, that can carry over and translate to this game. CSU defensive line coach Buddha Williams found his diamond in the rough and Hanada landed in Fort Collins. Have you found any good Japanese food here? No, I've never. <laughs> good thing he's not here for the food. I really like uh, American hip hop. So I listen to Paul G every day. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And hopefully you were able to understand that. He, obviously, he, uh, Japanese is his first language, and he's uh, learning English. But I think that's a cool story. And they'd show him, show the highlights of him. Uh, again, thanks to the Denver 7 and Nick Rothschild. It's a great, great little piece that they did. But, I mean, they show him attacking the line, and it's like, Dude, he could be something very special. As long as he's, you know, trained the right way, which I, I can't imagine him not being, like this guy could be something freaking special. How cool. What a great story. He's a world champion last year in sumo. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, I've done that. Let's go try football. Good for him. That's exciting. That's that's just something fun to watch. Maybe the team will do well this year. I don't know. Colorado State has been struggling. I believe they only had like three wins last season. So hopefully, hopefully they start doing well, and hopefully he does well, and then that will kind of put a spotlight on him because I, I just think that's a fun story. I just You just don't hear about that stuff, so... I mean, he's going a completely different sport. But that being said, I think a lot of what he did in sumo will translate into the NFL, whether he's blocking or whether he's, uh, you know, rushing the, the quarterback. So I think that that's going to be very interesting to see how he succeeds because I, I, I feel like he will. I feel I hope he will. Hey, speaking of college football real quick, this made a lot of headlines last week. Right as I, I wrapped up the last week's episode, I saw this and I'm like, dang it, I, I, I wanted to talk about it last week. But 
Uh, CU Buffs head coach Deion Sanders made headlines after his team started fighting each other in practice, which, by the way, that's a very common thing. Anybody that tries to say, oh, God, there's tor- turmoil within the, the, the team. They're falling apart. Way to go, Dion. No, that shit happens all the time. And, and to be honest, everything I've heard from former players, and again, yes, I worked side by side with former football players in the NFL. Worked with a lot of them. A lot. This shit happens a lot. They're they're just fighting for their jobs. They're they're trying to you know prove their worth. And it's a very physical job that they're doing. That shit would happen to anybody. If I'm out there pushing and shoving in practice with my, my, you know, let's say I'm an offensive lineman and I'm trying to protect my quarterback. The person on the other side of me is trying to shove me aside and prove that they're better than me. So you're going back and forth. Eventually you're going to get pissed off at them. It doesn't matter that they're your teammate. People, I, I think the people getting upset about the whole fact that before I get into the Deion Sanders audio, the people getting upset about this, I, I have a feeling, have never really played sports. Because that's just the way shit goes. Sometimes you just get fucking amped up, and you just, it's like, you say, you know, you say some things, you fight, you, you just prove, try to prove that, you know what, fuck you, don't be disrespecting me, type of thing. And then at the end of the day, shake hands, hug, you know. Crack a beer, you're good. Here's Deion Sanders immediately after the little scuffle on the practice field. I seen two of y'all walking off over there, and you got a key teammate fight. What they do that at? Nowhere. Nowhere. Not what they do that at? Not here. Nowhere. In one fight, we all fight. You understand that? I don't want to see y'all walking off when somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never again. Walk off. I was in there, man. He's exactly right. They fight, we all fight. And that's the way it should be, too. And what that's doing is instilling the mindset of when you're actually playing a real game, we are a one unit entity. We are one. If somebody starts going after miscellaneous player over here, we got his fucking back. That's the way it goes. Wherever you work, wherever you work, somebody comes in there and starts fucking roughing up one of your coworkers? Are you just going to sit there and fucking watch? Are you going to do something about it? All he's saying is do something about it. Be a team. I I just, it it just drives me nuts. I I don't understand what the problem is here. I I guess some people are saying that it's it's a bad mentality for Dion to say that. No, I don't. I disagree. I don't care who you are. I find that just wrong. You go in there, you you support your teammates, 
even in this situation where it's like, uh, you know, they're kind of fighting each other. Listen, they're not, nobody got hurt out of it. Football fights are all just pushing and shoving anyway. That's all that is. Anybody that throws a punch in football is a fucking idiot. Especially if that that person that you're throwing a punch at has a fucking helmet on. So then you're like, hey, not very smart, are you? It's pushing and shoving. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's releasing stress. And at the end of the day, they all love each other. They're a, they're a family. Families fight all the time. They argue. They disagree. They don't like how you do one thing or another. That's normal. All Dion is trying to preach is we are one. So I don't know. Maybe you disagree with that. Let me know. DeHuff Uncensored uh, at gmail.com, or you can just do DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on social, DeHuffPodcast. Uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts on this if on in any of these stories, or if you have a story you want to share with me, let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. You got to go check them out. 144th and um, Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron on the south side of 144th. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. Make sure you use that promo code Mile High. It's to Huff Uncensored. I appreciate each and every one of you. Have an amazing day. Hopefully, you laughed a little bit in this episode. I got to go take care of my sick child. And uh, hopefully she starts feeling better later today. But I don't know. Last time I saw her, she was not doing too well. But anyway, thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.